All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the DFO Rundown Podcast with Frank Saravalli and Jason Greger on dailyfaceoff.com. Welcome to episode 280 of the DFO Rundown, brought to you by Botano.ca, where the game starts now, today, and tomorrow. Of course, uh, NHL head-to-head, you got the NBA, you like prop bets? Well, they got it all. Check it out at Botano.ca. I am Jason Greger. We welcome in uh, Frank Saravalli. And I uh, just want to uh, say, Frank, the uh, the NHL can go pound sand with the uh, 8.22 uh, start times on a Wednesday night. Brutal. That's 822 Mountain Time. Yeah. Come out to where things actually happen in the East. It's 1022. Yeah. So brutal. Like, then the game goes to overtime. It's an entertaining game, though. I'll say that. Uh, you don't have many 6 5 games in the NHL where there's some mistakes. Damn right. But, man, you can't. I don't understand why people get upset. Like, do you want perfect hockey every night? Like, I'm sorry. I, I want a little bit of. You know, the Bruins thinking that they're winning, it's four to one. Edmonton comes back, then they make some, like, trust me, there is a few terrible gaffes in that game, no question about it. But you know what? Sometimes you want some entertainment, and uh, that definitely had a high level of entertainment as the uh, the Bruins, man, that team goes to overtime a ton. It's amazing. Yeah. They scrap. They claw. That's kind of their MO this season, I think. They're not really all, like, they're way more talented, but they're not all that different from the Flyers. Hmm. In the way, yeah, they have more top end talent. Though you're right, yeah. yeah. But speaking of uh, Patano and entertaining, Tyler and I, oh, had a field day with the old Austin Matthews. Will score two or more last night. Oh, plus four hundred yeah. for him to get two goals. Yeah, two or more. It was plus four hundred. Oh God, yeah, you take that all day. The way he's playing, how can and, you not? And, and sprinkled in a little anytime goal scorer. Yeah. It was a it was a very profitable profitable day in this household. Oh God, yeah. Well, he's feasting on the uh, on the bottom teams as he should. But, and um, but it was it was a slam dunk, no doubter. In Arizona, sitting at forty nine goals of a Coyotes team that feels like they've lost 11. fifteen in a row. Well, I mean, was he and you know just the ability to cross that fifty goal threshold at home? Did you know coming in that? Austin Matthews had only scored fewer goals against one team in his career than the Coyotes, and it was the Kings. Really? That's it. 
And and I was like, Tyler texts me, he goes, he's due. I said, all right, let's roll. <laughs> that wow, that that's that's an excellent strategy. He's due. What you guys yeah. are running the commercial now? Oh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, hey, it's only weird if it doesn't work. That's what yeah, I'll tell you. Well, that's true. That's uh, true. So, but it was. I mean, did anyone not think Austin Matthews was going to score his fiftieth goal against the Yotes in his hometown? Yeah, no. Come on, that's fair. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, only. And seven he did it in the first five minutes of the game. The anytime goal score. Mm-hmm. So, if I wasn't watching the Oiler game, I would have went to bed. Hmm. Yeah, well, the the order game was entertaining. People thought it was over as the orders um, can't figure out how to play a second period uh, at this point right now. So they'll have to uh, they'll have to figure that out. But um, you know, here we are, Frank. Basically, uh, two weeks on the uh, eve of the NHL trade deadline, and it has been uh, ultra quiet on the uh, no trades in three trades. weeks. Yeah. Do you think it's because the uh, the teams who are looking to acquire are trying to wait as long as they can to maximize their cap space. Nope. I think it's because it's a really thin market that there's a bunch of players available that look, there's higher interest levels than others. You know, there's a bunch of teams lined up for Chris Tanev, but only right now at a certain price. And there's, Calgary's having a, as we talked about, much harder time drumming up a market for Noah Hannafin. And then there's a couple teams interested in Adam Henrique, a couple teams interested in Scott Lawton, a bunch of teams interested in Jake Gensel. But outside of that, maybe those five guys, mm. I think teams are looking around at the rest of the market going, eh, kind of interesting. Maybe they could help us, maybe not not going to pay a super premium to do it. And I think just from the teams that I've talked to, they're not very enthused with, with the market right now. And I think that's, what's driving it. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. I think uh, eventually some teams will work. You mentioned Lawton. He had an apple last night, uh, connect me another goal. Although uh, connect me, I don't see any chance that uh, the flyers would trade him. And you know, the flyers just, Hey, they, they haven't been dominant by any stretch. Uh, they're five, four and one now in their, their last 10 games. And, you know, they just kind of, you got to hold off the Devils and the Islanders. There's seven points up. Now, those two teams have two games in hand on on uh, on the Flyers. Like, 25 games to go for Philly, 27 to go for the Devils and the Islanders. Uh, I, I don't even know. If, uh, I don't really want to include Washington, Pittsburgh, sorry, Caps and Pens fans. I just don't think that, uh, that those are the teams that are getting in. Um, I'm very curious about the Devils and the Islanders and in, in what they're going to do. Well... Again, not having a com- a complete picture of how the deadline will play out. Like we don't know how aggressive those teams will be. But as it stands right now, I would be completely comfortable in saying that the eight teams that are in will be the eight teams that open the playoffs in the East. Ooh. All I mean, right. we've already seen a sizable gap. Both the Devils and even with games in hand, the Islanders are their playoff chances are sub fifty percent. It's it's not really a big reach to say that. It's just I don't know how much the Devils will improve, and you know I also think there's a huge component to this. And we did a deep dive on the Devils and their their game with John Goins this week on the coach's room on daily face off live. I encourage you to go back and watch the segment. It's about eight minutes. And he broke down all of the inefficiencies in New Jersey's game and how they aren't playing like a team with the way that they take care of the puck and attention to detail, like a team that's destined for the playoffs. It's not bad luck due to injuries. It's even when their guys have been healthy, you know, they they've been missing Jack Hughes for a big stretch you know, in 2024, but their power play is something like 7% since January 1st. Uh, the stats will tell you, Frank, that's not good. Um, yeah. yeah. Sources and- say not good. It's it, but it's not that it's not just the stats. It's the eye test. Yeah. Careless line changes, mismanaging the puck on breakouts, not making simple reads, not being efficient with the puck. All those things add up to a team that, is I think 
really lacking some maturity. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's totally valid. And you know, so what what do you make of then Tyler Toffoli? Because I've heard they're trying to resign Toffoli, but if he isn't resigned by March eighth, do you think they move him? I personally, I don't think they can right now. I mean, obviously they can, um, but I don't think they would want to given where they're at. Like it's not time to, to wave the white flag. And especially if you're going to be adding as you know, it appeared that they were pretty close to be doing with, with Jacob Markstrom two weeks ago now, 10 days ago, that doesn't signal to me to be a team that, is putting to Foley on the block and, and would move him. Yeah. I just wonder when you mentioned the, uh, the light market, if all of a sudden teams are, are willing to, uh, to up the ante, and maybe uh, New Jersey... I, I would for Tyler to Foley. Oh God. Yeah. I think to me, I think he'd be the ideal top six edition. I think he'd be a perfect alternative to Jake Ensel. I don't think he's as good. I don't think he's as impactful but there's so many ways that Tyler Toffoli can help you. Yeah. And you look, you know, go switching to Gensel, Frank, um, you know, I, I talked to a few scouts and, and, you know, cause a lot of times we always oh, plays with Crosby and a lot of scouts like, no, 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 th- this guy is not reliant on Sid Crosby. No offense to Sid Crosby. Obviously he's a great player and, and it helps when you play with him, but uh, that, that goes both ways. And, you know, you look at Jake Gensel, I think he's the top, uh, yeah, guy who's available. And then you look at teams like, man, does Colorado not need another offensive thrust there? Um, you know, Edmonton wanting a, a top six forward. You know, you, there's there's quite a few teams where he could make a significant impact on their team. What about Vegas? You know, with uh, with Mark Stone now uh, deemed he's going to be out for a very long time, Frank. And I know instantly, and I get it, people uh, put up the radar and I, oh, Mark Stone's going to be out for the rest of the regular season. That frees up 10 mil. Now they got the calf space. They're going to go up, make a move, and then magically, poof, uh, he's ready to go for the playoffs, right? And I'll say this. If it happens for a second year in a row, then the NHL has to do something because clearly that's an issue. You can't magically – like I know he had surgery last year, so I don't deny the surgery. But you're saying so they time it perfect and all the rehab allows him to not be ready at the end of the regular season, which, by the way, this year – is done on April 18th. And two days later is when the playoffs begin. And you're telling me any player magically, it just perfectly timed it. Of course not. They're going to milk it for a week or two, maybe three in some cases. I think the NHL has to, if it, if it's a big, if, if it happens again, they're going to have to look at uh, doing something because clearly teams will take advantage of it. I don't discount that he's hurt Frank, yeah. but it's, how he can be hurt to magically the perfect timeline yeah. of when there's no salary cap. I'm with you. I would say that the Golden Knights have a big leg up with all of the medical history that Stone has. Like, I don't think anyone, if I, and I don't know that this is his back or not, but even with the surgery, the line of thinking was he is one rut in the ice away from yet another significant and or catastrophic back injury. And, you know, I don't know how much relief he got from the last surgery he had, but, you know, the expectation has been like, this guy is, is real close to another injury. Like he's yeah. teetering on the edge. And the fact that they would have the surgery history, all the imaging, like no one would question that it's a legit injury, but, to your point, my issue is, oh, so like take uh, take last year, for instance, and I think it's it's the best example we have going that when you look at his games played, he doesn't play a single game from January 12th. Yep. And then magically he strolls out onto the ice for practice in the last week of the regular season like nothing ever happened. And then boom, he's in the lineup for opening night of the playoffs. And that's after they went out and used some of their LTIR space with Barbashev. Right. Now, and I know, and I did calculate the numbers. And, and, and you did now, say that they were cap compliant on yes. the opening night of the playoffs, which yes. I think is really all that matters. And I frankly think that's what the rule should be. I don't think you like look at the avalanche this year because you just mentioned them. 
So Gabriel Landeskog has missed the entire season. Again, no one questions that Gabriel Landeskog is hurt. But I think the difference here is if he comes back in the playoffs for someone who's now been skating with the Avs, he missed the entire season, and I don't think he's going to be ready for opening night of the playoffs. You're probably looking at sometime in May if they're still playing. So I can understand that one. But when you kind of repeatedly do the same thing, then that's when people raise questions. And I think everyone's issue with Vegas is that they continue to play loose and fast with pretty much all the rules. Yeah, no, it's, it's totally valid. And, you know, they'd had some other injuries. So come playoff time, you know, the guys who were in there and I should say like their 20 man roster, Frank, if, if we had a 22 or a 23, then they weren't cap compliant. And so I know some people have said, well, as long as your, your game day roster is cap compliant, I'm like, yeah, okay. But um, if that allows you uh, down the stretch to add a few guys, it lets you win a few extra games. And now you get home ice advantage for it. You know what? That, I, I just, this is such an easy thing to clean up. Yes, it totally is. It just, whatever you ice in the playoffs must be cap compliant. Cause I don't think teams should be barred from adding players to help them get in or improve their playoff positioning after the trade deadline, Util, utilizing that LTIR space. It should be available to everyone. But once you get to the playoffs, like you can't just be 15 million bucks over the cap because you timed things perfectly. Yeah, well, I think we all know that that's the that's going to be the debate is the timing things perfectly because especially this year you can't tell me, but take guy, the timing out of it is what I'm saying. Oh no, don't, you're right. Just just don't let's not play the game of oh well the doctor says X and we're supported by Y. Just say here's your lineup. Here it is during the playoffs, and here it is cap compliant. Yeah, I know. There's some people who said, hey, if if you don't play one game. Um, after pick a date, the uh, the trade deadline, then you're not eligible for the first round of the playoffs, right? Like, there's different ways you can look at things. Some maybe won't agree that's with crazy. it, but yeah. So that's either a, way, that I, over the top. I think it's probably a little extreme, but it also, I, like, I don't discount the players hurt. I want to say that abundantly clear. They're not hiding a guy. Mark Stone hasn't missed a game this season yet, right? When he's so, a point per game player, they're not willfully yeah. taking him out of their lineup with the other injuries that they've had. Yes. It's, it's just that so, this now for a super aggressive team may open the door for them to add. Cancel. Yeah. Like, add it to deadline, whoever it is. No, but you know what? Uh, because there is no rule this year. If you're Vegas. You're going to be aggressive. No question. Wouldn't you be? I would be. Well, yeah. Why not? You use it to your advantage and until they close the advantage, use it to your advantage. Every team can do it. Now, as again, we said, you need one of your players legitimately hurt. No NHL player is going to sit out for two months because um, of LTR space. There's no chance, especially a good player. But they're legitimately hurt. If you have to convince them to, to miss the final week of the season and it allows your team to be better, of course, most competitive guys are going to be like, yeah, okay, I see the advantage. You know what? Whatever. Away we go. That's fine. But I just reiterate, because some people think they just put guys on LTIR willy-nilly. No, they're on there for three months. There's no debating the legitimacy of the actual injury. It's the length of the rehab that's always questioned. Right. When you magically are healthy for game one of the playoffs, that's that's it's that's amazing timing. Oh, yeah. It's, the, you know, the doctor in the rehab, they should they could be the MVP. Come on, right, because who's like who, who's going to question the doctor and their their word on on medicine? Really, yeah. that's what it comes down to. Yeah, and and rehab. Let's be honest. There's there's a timeline of okay, this guy's out four to six weeks. We all know that it, there's no exact okay. I've got a knee injury on January 21st, so that means exactly to the day this player is going to be ready on March 21st. For instance, it's impossible. Every player rehabs different. Every player recovers different. So I understand all of it, but there, there should be one that the NHL, and I'm sure they're watching closely, Frank, because as you said, once is once, all of a sudden you do it twice, then it becomes. That's a, a yeah, different story. By the way, speaking of uh, Vegas, Riley Smith is a new addition to my trade targets board out today on dailyfaceoff.com. And I'm curious, like with Pittsburgh being in a spot that they 
as Kyle Dubas acknowledged, clearly need to get younger. Smith hasn't been a great fit there. Yeah. Does he make sense to go back to Vegas with Pittsburgh retaining half? Well, you can keep, if you're Vegas, you can keep Smith for next year. At half the cost. Oh my God. Two and a half million bucks. Yeah. hundred percent. They would, I think. I'm that I, my bet he'd love to go back there. I don't see why I wouldn't, right? I don't think um, he really wanted to leave to begin with, but and I guess it comes down to the penguins' appetite of you know what 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 are you getting in return to retain 2.5 million for a full season, right? That's that's gonna be the question. So but if you you're get- Vegas, would you so you know you have someone on the market that you know fits, right? Mm-hmm. Probably on his own. So it was a salary cap dump at the time, and the Penguins took on the full Riley Smith five, you know, five million a year for two years, and Vegas got a third for him. Yeah. On his own, Smith is probably worth a second at full boat. But if you're retaining half, if you're Vegas, would you trade a first for him? A guy that you know already fits. Because you get the extra year. You get the extra year. Um, you're a team that, you know, like they don't probably care about their first rounder right now. They think they're in their window to repeat for sure. Like I could, I could see it, Frank. Like when you, you know, I always use the Barkley Goudreau as the example. When that's such a bad example because everyone uses it every year. No, but I, but no, I use an example. Not that, but I'm just saying a team if they firmly believe they're close, and they feel like okay, we're really missing Riley Smith. Like Tampa had a distinct thing. They'd been a very good team for a long time. And they felt clearly, because look, it wasn't just Goudreau. They went out, they got Maroon. They got lots of different guys Ullman. who brought sandpaper, right? Which is what they didn't have. So Goudreau's maybe the last, the, the one final piece of it. But it illustrates that if you're in your win- window to win and you get two years out of a guy, now obviously they won two cups. So that's the utopian scenario. Not saying it's realistic for everyone. But I, I can understand if a team and, and Riley Smith is is he going to be a more productive player? Probably, right? Then he than should be. I mean, look, this drill. is a fifty-plus point player last year, yeah. and then so that's in the point. playoffs was a horse. Yeah, Did you so just wake up this year and forget how to play. No, so yeah, I think I think for sure there's lots of reasons why. Like, if he's a two point five million dollar player in your cap hit next year, I think he's likely going to give you better value than than what you're paying. Well, and if you're Pittsburgh, you're probably not. You've missed the playoffs two years in a row. You don't have a first round pick this year. You can get additional ones if you trade Gensel. If you're Vegas, he's the nice check down. You don't have to worry. That's what I'm saying. He you don't have to think, oh, will he will he work out with us? Will he not? You already know he does. But but don't you think if it's Riley Smith at 2.5 million, Frank, I think there'd be more than Vegas interested. I think there'd be quite a few other teams. Probably, but if you're Vegas, we're like, I don't know. I can't think of a better scenario for them. I think you do whatever it takes to get it done. Make sure that he ends up with you. And if you're Pittsburgh, you're probably not counting every last dollar after missing the playoffs two years in a row. You're probably thinking, we've got to retain. Oh, yeah. I wonder you know, how many guys they're looking at moving. Do you think there's any sort of market at all for Jeff Carter? No. No. I mean, when you say any sort of market at all, Nick Bonino got traded for a fifth round pick last year. Mm-hmm. He's a UFA, Frank. Somebody could just sign him for nothing if they wanted. Jeff Carter also has the full no move. He doesn't Yeah, he doesn't have to go anywhere. No, he doesn't have to. He's won cups, but I, I could see potentially if you're you know, you're thinking it's your last hurrah, right? He just but he's really slowed down. Oh, I know. I, but, you know, but, there's uh, but guys. Again, like, I, I thought Nick Benino last yes. year was way out of it. And, you know, he obviously was waived this year by the Rangers and is he's he's currently a free agent. And, you know, maybe someone signs him right now for depth. But I thought Nick, or Nick Benino was out of gas last year. And the Penguins still traded a fifth for him. Yeah. To get him back. Yeah. And, you know, he'd been there. So it's kind of what we know. We understand the personality, which I think is, is sometimes overlooked for teams. 
you got to be confident in what you're bringing into your room. So I just uh, I was kind of curious about uh, Benino and seventh and a fifth, by the way. Yeah, well, if you're always looking for depth and it costs you nothing, maybe a team takes a flyer on on Benino right? or just on Carter. Says, you mean? Well, Benino for sure because he's free. Carter even at half is still one point what. 1.56 or 1.65 or something like that. So yeah. a little bit uh, different. He might be at the, at the end uh, of the day, uh, a team that uh, who knows, Frank, if they're the teams, you know what they always value the experienced grizzled veteran. Yeah. He's been a healthy scratch this year yeah. and I think they respect him immensely. I just, He's someone that to me is, you know, he's had an unbelievable career, oh. but at 39, I think he's run out of gas. Yeah. And then, yeah. There's a lot of tread on the tires, shall we say. So. 133 career playoff games, 47 goals, 84 points. Oh yeah. It's not a bad playoff player at all. 2014 when the Kings won the cup, he had 25 points in 26 games. Oh yeah. No, he was a huge pretty, part of that. Cup pretty pretty good. Yeah, not bad at all. Let's bring in uh, Tyler Uremchuk. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's going on, gentlemen? I'm back with another edition of Buy or Sell, delivered by our friends at DoorDash. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. Restaurants and more delivered right to your door with DoorDash or a trick I like using. I know I have a 25-minute drive home from work. I know the local burrito place takes exactly 25 minutes to make my burrito. I'm my own DoorDash driver. I order it on the app for pickup, and I walk in, and I get my own burrito. So plenty of reasons or ways you can use DoorDash to your advantage. Um, All right, let's get into things here. We saw earlier this week, Quinton Byfield score potentially the goal of the year. It was an absolute beauty. Um, Two-parter here. First off, just give me one word to describe that goal from Byfield. And also, buy or sell on him as a future 40-goal guy, Frank. Future 40-goal guy? He's going to hit 29 this year. Can he one Not really a big gap to close between 30 and 40. 11's a pretty big gap. Uh... When you jump from three to 29, not really. Okay. Uh, one word to describe it, I would say athletic. I like that. And it, there's so many facets of that goal. The hop on his skates, losing the puck, losing his stick being able to lift the puck over the goalie's pad on his backhand. I couldn't be more impressed. And I would say that is the mark of a true athlete. Fair enough. Greg's buy or sell on him as a future 40 goal guy. What'd you think of the goal? 40 goals is still hard. Um, I really like Quentin Byfield. Um, you know, he, he's a perfect example of, you know, needing a little bit of time to develop, stop rushing your players and then, you know, people freaking out on it, but for the goal, I am, uh, I'm going to describe it as shifty, um, for, I love, you know, and the, the edge work really on the goal is what, a that impressed me, uh, for a big guy like that. Um, it's showing, you know, Frank's word athletic, I think is, is very accurate as well. And, you know, Byfield, I think 
He has the he is the guy who's going to be their offensive leader in LA moving forward. They got a lot, you know, they got some older guys to know has never been a great offensive player, but um I think Byfield's the guy who's breaking out and it they, they've they've developed him perfectly. Right? He gets to learn from Anze Kopitar, one of the best most professional athletes we've seen in the league for a long time. He's a big man like Byfield and Byfield just he's like that big diesel engine now guys that's just starting to get rolling and starting trucking. When he goes like when you're that big and strong, you can just bowl through guys sometimes. So yeah, 40 goals. I'll buy. I'll buy it's, that. Sure. It's not the physicality that I think is so impressive with his frame. I think it's his skating. He flies. Oh no. He absolutely he's flies. He's such an elite skater that he's going to separate himself from everyone else. Let me ask you guys this. If you were to redo that 2020 NHL draft, I wonder who would go, who would be your first overall pick? Tim Stutzla has 81 more points than any other player in the draft class, but there's high end demon on there, like a Jake Sanderson or a Brock Faber. If you had to redo that, Frank, who'd go first overall? Let me just pull up the draft quickly to make sure that I'm not missing anyone. Lucas Raymond, or so it goes Stutzla, Raymond Jarvis in terms of the three best point producers so far in their careers from that draft. And then I also threw in kind of the, the best D-men from there, Sanderson, Braden Schneider, and obviously Brock Faber. So I think it would go Sanderson one, Stutzla two, Byfield three, Seth Jarvis four, Cole Perfetti five. Brock Faber's that low. It's a tough one to throw you guys on the spot for. That was unfair. Well, it's <laughs> it's because he's he like Tim Stutzla is 263 games into his career. Yeah. And you're looking at, like like I think Connor Zary goes in the top ten. Um, Marco Rossi's been extremely impressive this season. I'm a believer in Jack Quinn. Uh, Alexander Holtz may get traded here at the deadline. It's a really Dawson Mercer is good. Like it's a really good question. I think. Adding in Faber, uh, probably, let me reshape that. One, Sanderson, two, Stutzla, three, Faber, four, Byfield. Interesting. Craig's agree or disagree? Buying or selling on that uh, list you know, from Bro- Frank. <laughs> Brock Faber is number one on my list. Um, hmm. The numbers that Brock Faber is putting up this year in Minnesota are mind-blowingly good. Um, and it doesn't look like it's just a fluke. It's not, you know, it's not, oh, he's playing with like a great Nick Lidstrom or somebody like that. Um, and if I'm looking, so we're redoing it from today. And now I've seen what I've seen from the guys. And now the Quentin Byfield's kind of grown into his man body. Um, I would take Byfield ahead of Stutzlow. But admittedly, I'm uh, I'm not part of a team dive. So that's uh, that's why I'm dropping him. Okay, but irks, irks me to no end. That's all. So he's yeah, not, and that's that's fair. Two on my list. I'd have Sanderson three. To be fair, though, Stutzla is not all that far off from a point per game. Oh no, I like Stutzla at all. I just think you watch over. If we start from you don't, so we're not we're not in consensus. Like we, you don't you don't think Sanders? You think Faber goes one? I would have Faber one. Yes, I think Sanderson has already done more or less what Faber is doing now. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think his numbers last year matched what Faber. Like, Faber's playing, he's played 26 minutes. He's played the most minutes in the NHL since December 1st <laughs> and thrived doing it as a rookie. 26 minutes. I get there's injuries, but guess what? There's lots of guys who get injured and the people who fill in can't do it. The fact that he's doing it is amazing to me. So, here's one other really interesting question about that draft. Where would Alexi Lafreniere go, and would he be inside the top ten? It's a good question. Um, Stutzla, Sanderson, Mercer, Jarvis. Um, yeah, don't but, forget but, about Jarvis. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know Seth Jarvis is in there for sure. Seth Jarvis might be number one on the quotes um, yeah. draft from that uh, team. By the way, I think sure. he's outside really of the top quotes. ten for sure. I yeah. would take Zari before Lafreniere. I would take Lundell before Lafreniere. Mm, that's, yeah, it's maybe a little bit of a reach. Like I look at Lafreniere and I do wonder, he's one of the one young guys who, like if you, I don't know if he's ever got a consistent opportunity like some of the other young guys. And I wonder how that plays in 
You know, I, I still think there's some on the player, but I do wonder about what do you mean lots of other guys. Are getting, opportunity like first unit power play minutes and stuff like that for, for other guys that makes a difference for certain offensive. Players. He hasn't earned it. Yeah. Chicken egg debate. Um, yeah. our, our guy, Johnny Lazarus noted Ranger fan. He, he, the hottest of hot takes yesterday on morning cup of hockey saying that he thinks at some point Lafreniere will be a hundred point player. And the joke was, you mean in his career or in one season? <laughs> and I, I'm in jest, like he does already have 124 points in his NHL career. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving along here. I got another one for you guys. And granted, you kind of talked about this a little bit, but I'm going to throw it your way anyways. I'm going to say over two and a half players moved by the Penguins before the deadline. Frank, I know you got Riley Smith coming into the top 10 of your trade targets list. So basically Gensel Smith and one other piece. Are you buying or selling on over two and a half players, Gregor? Well, I'm just trying to look at who's the other piece they're going to move. Like, honestly, I know for a team that's out of it, like, I, I you know what? I will say three because I think uh, with teams looking for goaltenders, they might consider Nadelkovich, maybe. So that would be my uh, – I'll go over. Plus, I just want some trades. So, Frank? I'm going to go under. I just – I saw some people clamoring for Marcus Pedersen. Like, they couldn't give him away two years yeah. ago. Four million bucks is a tough ask. What about Lars Eller, Frank? If if team if the Penguins no no Lars Eller was one of the worst signings of the summer. <laughs> Insanity! The fact that he went for a second round pick last year is absolutely batshit crazy, and the yeah. fact that he then got term this year. I, I mean, look, I think it's entirely fair to question Kyle Dubas and his player evaluation. But why is Lars Eller like? Look at Lars Eller's career. He's got 10 goals in 53, which puts him on pace for 14. His career high was 18 once. He's had Do you 12. watch the game? Like, don't tell me about the 10 goals. Just watch the game. Yeah. Wow. Did you see him in the playoffs last year? Because no one else in Colorado did, even though he played all seven games. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I never get too crazy about playoff years. There's lots of guys that have been good in the playoffs and then have one run where they're bad. Like that happens. Like it's a seven game stretch and all of a sudden you're brutal, right? We've seen lots of guys have that over the years. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be that quick to want to go crazy over that for me. You know, I kind of more so look at how he's playing right now. He's he, I, my personal opinion, he can't move. Okay. All right. Last one but I got. But I and, just, and you're gonna take one more year at two, four, five? Like how no, no, I said can, I said if the pens are retaining. Uh, I I think at some point the pens are gonna get in trouble with the retaining and slots available. Okay, you could be right. And, but like let's say you are retaining on Eller. What is the very best you could do? But okay, well, I'm gonna give you the numbers though. If you actually look at Eller's all of his numbers, man, Don't his expected goals, his, his shots, numbers. everything. Don't, just watch the game. It's all above 52%. Like, I don't I don't think Lars Ellers is, is this awful, dude. I can give you lots of bottom six guys that aren't as good but as Lars. Bottom six guys that make two, four, five, that even next year at one, two, seven, five, or whatever it is, one, two, two, five, no good. Yeah. Wow. I think you dude. can get a million players like Lars Eller that give you exactly what he does right now for 900K and sign him in the summer. Ugh. Plug and play, buddy. Plug and play. Yeah. How many times do teams get in trouble when they add players that they pay too much to pay play in their bottom six? Every every time, every year, you see a signing and you're like, oh, that's that is expensive. <laughs> What's seriously though? What is the? I, I know that they were just raving about him, but what's the worst signing? For the Penguins, Nola Chari, three years at two million, or Lars Eller, two years at two four five. Oh, I'm taking Achari for sure. But let's just like take a step back and like again, I think we should really call into question Kyle Dubas's player evaluation. Yeah, Eric Carlson trade, Riley Smith trade, Lars Eller, Nola Chari. Waiver yeah, claims. I'm not, I'm not on the Eller man. I look at Eller's numbers. I don't see them nearly. John Ludwig, Colin, yeah. uh, Colin White, Matthew Phillips, like Jansen Harkins. I, I 
Tell me what, like, tell me what's impressive. The Tristan Jari contract. <laughs> I, I, honestly, yeah. like what part of, of his off season has been impressive when um, you are tasked part. with going out to get this penguins team over the hump and back into the playoffs. Not only did you trade away a lot of future capital, you've made a boatload of signings and committed a lot of money for what? Yeah. Well, we'll agree to disagree on Eller, but I will agree on the overall uh, uh, evaluation of uh, of Dubis's work in Pittsburgh. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure any, I'm not sure anything has worked out super well. There's not one guy. Ryan, like, oh, Ryan Graves, how's that signing been? No one's gonna yeah. touch him six years at four or five. He's the yeah. new Marcus Pedersen. Yeah. Kyle Dubis spent. 75 million bucks. He spent a hundred and some million bucks when you include the Carlson deal. Oh yeah. In one summer. Mm-hmm. And they're going to miss the playoffs again. Pens fans. Welcome to pain because uh, for the next few years, it's coming. All right. The nice that- thing for penguins fans though, is they haven't even known pain for 15 no, years. True. Like, no, yeah, it's been good. Living Would you, what, by the way, like it's a great f- uh, fill in the blank or um, buy or sell. Like, would you buy 15 years of a run that they had to then have 10 god awful ones after? Yeah, three cups. I think most fans would say 100%. 100%. You get three cups, take that all day long. Yeah, here's the only thing though. Well, what do you want to be? You want to be San Jose? No, what really I'm saying is won. when those ticket renewals start coming in, you're going to go, hmm. This team stinks. Yeah, I don't know about that. And then well, that's, that's the question of, are you a real fan or not? The thing well, is, you have to, there's my caveat. You have to pay for your tickets every year during the 25 years. You okay, but you're only good ones, but you're going to get 10 God awful ones. Would you still yeah, do it? But you're, then you're only talking to like, what a percentage of your fan base, right? There's 17. I don't even know how many season tickets. What they got 15, 16,000 season ticket holders, maybe in Pittsburgh, the vast majority of their fans can't afford to go to games, never mind twice a year, never mind 41 times. So I don't, I, I'll never buy real fans have to be season ticket holders. It's just too no, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying on the hypothetical, if yeah. you're actually making a true investment in a team. Well, I could tell you, well, it depends on the market. I've seen, look at order fans. They went through decades and they still sold out to every game. So um, leave fans, right? They've, I can uh, tell you this. Pittsburgh is a great sports city, but they don't support losing teams. They don't support the pirates. They've, they haven't because they've lost. And when the penguins have been shit, they don't show up. So yeah, we're going to get a real test for the market after some incredible years. Yeah. Just a matter of when this, this, well, the bigger question long-term is does Sidney Crosby finish his career? He he already came out this week and said, yes, he, he said, I'm not going anywhere. All right. Rob Rossi had a great story in the athletic to put all of this bullshit started by Jay Downton to bed. I'll say this though. I wonder, Frank, you say it now. What if it's year four of missing the playoffs? You're not close. Uh, Things can change. Crosby's entitled to change his opinion is all I'm going to tell people. He's absolutely entitled, but I don't think he will. Okay. Because right. you're asking him the same question that we just asked about the fans. Yeah. Do you sit? And the by the way, franchise value will go like that plummet if Sidney Crosby isn't a mem- member of the Penguins. And Fenway okay. Sports Group, they paid a lot of money for that team. All right. That is a wrap on this week's edition of buy or sell not just your meals, but your groceries and more delivered right to your door with DoorDash. That's all you got, Tyler? Did we do two questions? Well, because we got caught off on some tangents. I did have a third one. What else you got? Uh, Do you have something else in there? I do have one. I I had one more. Uh, I had under two and a half goalies moved ahead of the deadline. You want to debate that, Frank? Buy or sell? Under two and a half goalies moved. I'll take the under. I will buy. I'm outside of Mark, like, and I'm not convinced Markstrom moves. So, like, let's say Markstrom is one. Who's the next one? Allen. Okay, that's two. Allen is in my top five, and I do think the Canadians are working pretty hard to move him. So the teams that need goalies are New Jersey, Colorado, 
And who? Not Edmonton. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like Minnesota is is trending to be pushing for that number eight spot. So I don't think they're going to trade Flurry. I don't think even if they aren't in that they want to trade Flurry. Yeah. I think that they're perfectly willing to just let this season play out and then see if they can keep him. You think LA wants a depth goalie? Oh, Carolina. That would be the other team. But Freddie Anderson is coming back. So you got Anderson and Coach. Are you going to go go down the stretch hoping that Freddie Anderson can stay? Because when he plays, he's very good. But it's more so, do you think you can rely on Freddie Anderson to be ready and healthy to play in the playoffs for a deep playoff run? I wonder if this blood clot issue that he's had has will will allow him to be more fresh. Okay. I mean, so you could make the argument, oh, he hasn't played all year getting thrown into the fire. You know, he played a couple games to start, but getting thrown into the fire that, you know, that's when you'll see an injury. But what if it's just he's hasn't played a lot? There isn't a lot of wear on those tires this year, and he'll be good for the playoffs. I think you can convince yourself of whatever you want to. But I'm with you. If I were Carolina, I wouldn't be betting on those two guys or three guys with this good of a roster, with this much upheaval this summer, potentially on tap with Brett Pesci, Brady Shea. Those guys are up. I mean, you're going to have turnover that's going to just be natural. All that who's said, the other I'm guy gonna... they have, T- Tavo Taravainen, is he? I, I don't have my cap sheet in front of me. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's those are three really significant pieces. Like this might be your last run as this group is currently assembled. Yeah, so Taravainen's a pending UFA. Natchez is a pending RFA. He's gonna get probably a pretty big ticket there as well. So, yeah, yeah, Natchez is doubling his salary almost at certain. least, right? At least Seth Jarvis Uh, also needs a deal and Jacob Slavin is eligible for an extension. You know, they've got some, they've got some big, big question marks in Carolina. Greg's over under two and a half goalies. Look where this this under two and a half goalies led us. You just, you never know. (laughs) It's the longest buyers Uh, that we've ever done. Go ahead, Greg. I'm taking over, by the way. I think uh, teams are going to look and uh, I think a team like LA is going to find some depth. So I'm going to say three. Okay. Sorry, not to put caveats on the answer here, but like, are we talking like of David Riddick quality? And I, I'm okay. Don't even come at me and say that his numbers have been good this year. Like I get it. He's been fine, but like, hey, we have seen a goalie. A, we're not, we're not saying it's gotta be whoa, a top. We've seen a bunch goalie. of scrub third guys moved around and we're going to say hey. like, oh, that counts. Hey, buddy. Yeah, it does count. Actually, that was the question. So, okay. the question so, wasn't so one the caliber. Hey, you can't change your answer now. I'm not. I'm not trying to change my answer. I'm saying goalies of significance because are you one of those people that like as? No, I'm not talking an HL goalie. I'm talking a guy. Yeah, an NHL goalie. Okay, yeah. so that's that's fair. There's only 64 of them, or 67 with a couple teams carrying three. Mm-hmm. So. It is funny, though, when you get to like deadline day and people always say like over under on the number of trades. And then you see like two AHL guys traded for each other. And you're like, does that count? No, no, it's got to be on NHL roster for me. But then you take one NHL guy that's a, you know, that's like a draft for a minor leaguer. And it's like, come on, man. If you're trading an NHL guy for a draft pick or an NHL guy for a minor leaguer, what's the difference? Because we don't we're no guarantee the draft pick. I'll just tell, I'll tell you this when it comes to deadline day and I'm like fishing around for stuff late in the day, I actually get some messages from GMs. Like, why do you care? This trade is completely irrelevant. (laughs) They literally say that to me. Like, I don't even know the details. My assistant GM is working on it. We can get them to you later because they don't care. And somehow that's counting in some pricks over and under that he bet on somewhere on (laughs) Botano. Oh, all hey, right. Uh, finally, to win, baby. I get it. Yeah. Uh, finally, a wrap on a long edition of buy or sell with plenty of uh, offshoots in the conversation. But there you go. All brought to you by DoorDash. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, inside of that, we covered a lot of other topics we want to cover outside of it. So uh, that's a perfect way to uh, wrap up the pod. As always, uh, remember, go to dailyfaceoff.com. Uh, Frank has a new list. Who's uh, who's on the 
Who's the uh, most likely suspect to get moved? Yes, but in some different uh, some different slots, so you can check that out. Also, while you're there, click on the top right corner for the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. Of course, uh, you can't enter today, but you can enter today for next week, and uh, you have a chance to win great weekly prizes as well as five thousand dollars in cold hard cash if uh, you can go on a run. And uh, as crazy as it sounds, hey, I saw somebody tweet you, Frank, that said uh, he ran his first week ever. So now we'll see if he can do it again. Yeah. How about that guy? He's like, oh, I never played before. You guys said it was so hard. I came in and ran the table. Big deal. <laughs> like, hey, buddy, keep going. You might be able to get the 5,000. Yeah. Hey, doing it once. Good. Might just be luck. Let's see if you can do it again. That would be my challenge. So uh, try it out. Dailyfaceoff.com for the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. And uh, Frank's still waiting. It's been a long year. He's still holding out hope that he might get his free French toe sticks if he can just finish a week. So got to have goals. Got to have goals. Have a good one. We will uh, chat with you after the uh, the weekend. And uh, hey, we'll, we, we'll be within two weeks of the NHL trade deadline. And uh, lots of things could happen then. And a busy weekend. Lots of, uh, lots of wheeling and dealing. We'll see some guys uh, on LTR coming off LTIR. And uh, that's going to be a story to watch all the way to the end of the regular season. Have a good one, Frank. Thanks for listening to the DFO Rundown with Saravali and Gregor. Keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from to never miss an episode. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.